welcome back to the Our Flag Means What Again podcast, a podcast where I explain, analyze, and critique HBO Max's hit show, Our Flag Means That, created by David Jenkins. My name is Courtney, and in this episode, I'll be discussing discomfort in a married state, also known as one of Our Flag Means Death's best episodes, if not the best, definitely the best in my opinion. Mm, no, because there are better, I think. Anyway, off topic. This episode is going to be a lot of parallels, so I'll be discussing a lot of that, and we learn more about Ed and Steed's past, so yeah. The title of this episode is already a huge thing on its own. Discomfort in a Married State actually came from the real Steed Bonnet's diary journal. He said that he left his family because he was uncomfortable in a married state. Okay. Which Steed also says in the episode. You know, it describes the whole episode that we're in right now. Discomfort in a married state, which Steed is obviously feeling, which is why he left his family. But what some people don't know is that it also describes how Ed is feeling. He's uncomfortable in this state that he's in, being a pirate. He wants to quit. So yeah, parallels, fun. Okay, on to the episode. The first thing that we see is how Steed was in an arranged marriage with this woman named Mary. And they got married that same day that their parents told them that they would begin married. I love this show so much. The way they have Steed and Mary wearing neutral and cold colors and they get married on a beach which is very foggy and gray and you can see them looking uncomfortable and they obviously don't want to be there. They don't want to be doing this. It gives off a very distant vibe and cold. Love the way colors are used to describe themes and feelings in this show. And they're given tombstones as gifts. Yeah awful white people are so weird especially white rich people and we cut to them later on a few years later they have kids now steve is an awful dad obviously we can see he's reading books and his wife's like hey can you play with your kids because they're like running around and just doing random shit and she's like don't play pirates with them again he's like okay but he does exactly that he plays pirates with them and then his daughter gets the upper hand on him and she stabs him in the stomach which amazingly transitions to him getting stabbed by the spanish on the ship and they say, and that's how we treat pirates, in the little girl's voice. Amazing. Outstanding. But we realize that this is just a dream nightmare that Steed's having. And he's actually in cold sweats, all wrapped up on the bed, covering from being shanked and hung. And who do we see sitting next to him, watching him sleep? Homotron 3000. That's right, Edward Teach, Blackbeard. Yup. He's smoking a pipe and watching him sleep. This show said, yeah, it's gay. They get into the game real quick. I know that's right. Then we see the title sequence and we hear little kids laughing as the title sequence is spelt out in blocks and like children's toys. Definitely one of the best. No, not one of the best. In my opinion, it is the best title sequence we have gotten so far, if not in the whole series. After the title sequence, we see Mr. Hotman, that's right, Ed Blackbeard, standing near the edge of the ship watching the clouds. That hairstyle they gave him, they knew what they were doing. Because, <coughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm gonna not talk about him too much in physical traits, because if not, then I won't get shit done. He's looking at the clouds, and then Izzy comes over and is like, oh, what should we do? You know, what do you want us to do with this crew? But Ed's like, oh, no, look at the clouds, you know, what do you see? What shape do you see? And Izzy's like, oh, can we just focus? He's like, Izzy, please put some imagination into this thing. Like, damn, it's like fucking pulling teeth with you. And so Izzy's like, um, yeah, I guess they look like sausages. And it's like, thank you, finally, damn. So we're already seeing the parallels between Ed and Izzy and Steed and Mary, how their relationship is strained. But it seems like, you know, a relationship of convenience, like this is all that we know, or like they got no choice. 
and we see how different they are from each other like how did these two end up together love the way this show gets you thinking anyway Izzy's like you know let's just do the huge have them fix up the ship and then toss them overboard and Ed he's not even paying attention but he's like yeah you know the huge that's cool and Pete and Lucius Lucius is not doing a lick of work he is pretending to do work not even well mind you I love him so much good for him but Pete's like oh I wonder if Blackbeard still recognized me which is obviously bullshit because he's never worked for Blackbeard and Lucius is just like mm, I thought he'd be taller then all of a sudden Pete gets punched in the back of the head by Ivan he's like shut up get back to work and Ed sees this he's like hey don't brutalize I guess he does this weird ass jump thing with a rope down onto the deck and the crew claps like wow that's so amazing <laughs> my god and he's like oh hi nice to meet you everyone and everyone's like wow it's blackbeard blackbeard sir you're amazing and he's like oh you don't have to call me sir just call me blackbeard I'm like oh wow you're amazing mr blackbeard and ed's just walking around checking out the crew he's like oh my god you guys are so filthy and you're all wearing rope what the fuck and then he gets to buttons because he sees he has a bird on his head he's like oh my gosh is he they have a bird guy and then buttons is like oh my name's buttons you know carl says hi and he's like oh carl's the bird and Frenchie's in the corner like, oh, you know, hi, Mr. Blackbeard, sir. I just wanted to know, you know, if we're going to live or, like, you're going to kill us or not. And before he can answer, Izzy's like, oh, everyone shut the fuck up. Get back to work. Frenchie is a survivor because he's the only one that was asking the good questions. Like, are you going to kill us or what? Which is exactly why he's one of the two still kept on the ship after Blackbeard maroons everyone at the end of episode 10. But I'm getting ahead of myself. We're still in episode four. So after all that yelling and shit, Ed and Izzy walk away and then we see Steed is still having nightmares and night terrors. He's mumbling shit in his sleep and Ed is there watching him doing all this. He's got his hand over him but when Steed turns aside he moves and then we see flashbacks of Ed and Mary's marriage. It's their anniversary and they're giving each other gifts and Mary gives Steed the lighthouse painting. She's like oh you know it's because at the wedding they said we had to be lighthouse to each other and he did not remember that. He's like oh yeah that's so great. And the kids drew this. And she's like, no, I did. He's like, ooh, oh yeah, you can tell. I died. <laughs> and she looks at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then he gives her his gift, which is the ship, the model of the ship. He's like, oh, what do you think? She's like, it's a toy. And he tells her, oh, I want to live on this, us and the kids. And she does not want to because she hates the ocean. He does not know this, though. He doesn't know shit about her. She don't know shit about him. Why are they together? We don't know. But she tells him, I don't hate our lives that much that I'd want to be doing this. And he's like, okay, I'll get it stopped. And she's like, get what stopped? And she's like, you're not having this actually built, are you? And he says, no, it's just an idea, but we all know he's getting it built. So yeah, that's it. That's the end of the flashback. And then, ooh, we love parallels. Right after that flashback, who do we see talking about the model ship and how great and amazing it is that it's on the ship? Ed. Yup. This show, one thing about this show, they're going to do a good parallel. They're gonna do a good parallel. He's looking at the model of the ship, talking to Izzy about how amazing it is and how cool Steed is that he's got all these knickknacks and paddywhacks all over the damn ship. And Izzy's trying to get his attention, like, yo, we gotta come up with a plan. What the fuck are we gonna do? Because there's a pirate ship coming close to us. And Ed is like up to hear him. He's like, okay, yeah, we come up with a plan. Then what? It's the same old fucking thing every day. You know, I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I can't keep doing this. And he's like, is this all there is to life? You know, I'm bored out of my skull. And Izzy's like, okay, that's cool, but, you know, we gotta come up with something or we're gonna die. And Ed's like, um, that sounds like a good idea, you know. I haven't tried dying before. Expressing suicidal ideation. 
And what does he do? He's like, okay, well, that makes no fucking sense. He is so irritating little man. Irritating. The crew is still above doing work. Not well. Jim's like, oh, they're probably going to kill us. Because, I mean, I would. Look at us. We're fucking useless. And the crew's like, oh, my God, this whole time you were a woman? And Jim's like, eh, kind of, I guess. Not really. And they're like, oh, if you're not going to be Jim anymore, can I be named Jim? Saying stupid ass shit like that. And they're like, oh, Jim's not the name for a woman, you know. Margaret is an either or name. But Jim, not so much. Just being real dumb and stupid with it. Lucius goes to Steve's quarters to check on him. He's like, oh, I hope you're not dead. Because, you know, we probably about to die. This new crew, Blackbeard's here and shit. But who does he see sitting there watching Steve sleep? Ed. Yup, yup, yup. He's like, oh, damn, I didn't know you were in here. Ned's like, oh, it's no trouble. And he asked him, can you count? And Lucius is like, of course I can fucking count. He's like, backwards? And Lucius is like, oh, yeah. And he tells him to count backwards one hour and 47 minutes. And while he's doing that, to come back with cold rag so he can put on Steve's head. We love a caretaker. We love to see it. But he's saying all this while not taking his eyes off Steve. Wow, wow, wow. Like, I love seeing gay people winning. Anyway, we find out this is all part of his plan, more or less, to have him count backwards for something he's going to do later on. And Ed moves his hand so that Steed can flip over and get more comfortable as he sleeps. He's still having flashbacks of his life with Mary. And she tries to tell him, oh, I think I've heard you crying at night sometimes. And he's like, oh, no, that must have been an owl, you know, or the wind. And she's trying her best. She's like, you know, I know none of us would want to get married to each other ever, like ever in a million years. But we got to make the most out of this life, you know? We got to do our best with what we can. And this man, this Negro is a coward. He's pretending to be asleep, snoring and everything. She obviously doesn't believe that bullshit, but she's like, whatever. And she goes to sleep. And he waits a couple minutes or maybe hours, I don't know. But he checks to see if she's asleep, and then he takes off. He takes her painting, too. He is so nasty. And he only left her with a letter. Gutter behavior. Deadbeat behavior. I love him, but it's like, do better. And we see in the note, he only said, you know, you're right. We got to live our life, do the best we can. And so I'm dipping, you know, good luck with life. And then he has a nightmare about Mary and his dad trash talking him like, you're a piece of shit and you're never going to be shit. Then Alma shows up with Blackbeard and Blackbeard stabs him in the gut. And then he wakes up to who... Ed putting his hand on his hand. He's like, oh, are you okay? You know, don't move too fast. You got stabbed by Spaniards. You look like you were having a nightmare. How you doing? But Steve just wants to know if his crew's okay. See, he does care about them in his own weird way. And he is kind of a shitty captain, but he can be a good one sometimes. Ed tells him that they're all okay and that he shouldn't brush himself because his guts are going to pop out everywhere. And they introduce themselves to each other. Steve is like, do you work for Blackbeard? Ed's like, damn, I never thought of it like that. He's like, yeah, I guess I do. My name's Ed. We love a meet cute. Steed rants to him about how he's a horrible pirate and how he's a horrible pirate captain. And Ed's like, no, you're doing pretty good. And he's looking around his cabin and like playing with his shit, like his mirror, his tiny handheld mirror and shit. Then he feels the exquisite cashmere on his face. And he's like, oh, what is this? He's like, oh, it's rather exquisite cashmere. And the way he whispers it back, he's so cute. I love him. Then he's like, hey, can you keep a secret? And he pulls this lever and shows him he's got a secret closet. Is it a bit questionable? Like, you know, you could use this space for so much more tactical reasons. Yeah, but it's Steed we're talking about, so he's not going to do that. 
And his outfits are amazing, so how can he pick just one? I get it. I'll allow it. Also, this is the first time we hear their theme song that... I don't know how it's pronounced, but I will put the link probably below, above, depending on where you're watching this. That song, every time they play it in the show, it's like them falling more in love with each other, you know? And it tugs at my heartstrings every time. That song is so good and so soft and excellent. It's just, it feels like falling in love, you know? Anyway, back to it. Ed is very impressed with this hidden closet. He's like, oh my god, you're fucking mental. This is so fucking cool. And yeah, we cut back to the crew. They're all having lunch and... They're asking Jim, are you a mermaid? And Oluwande is like, I told you they're going to say that. I love the little hints of Oluwande and Jim's bond that we see in this episode. It's getting stronger. That's my secondary couple right there. They're so amazing. Anyway, they're like, yo, are you a mermaid? And Jim's like, no, I'm not a mermaid. And they're like, ah, but the way you said it's pretty sketchy. They're like, no, I'm not a fucking mermaid. But Izzy comes in and ruins everyone's day basically of course like he does that man is such a fucking menace can't ever let anyone have shit and he's like what the fuck are you guys doing they're like we're eating he's like oh you don't get food when you've been invaded you live under my pleasure get back to work and he slaps pete's bald head on the way out (laughs) nasty man but i did laugh i did laugh and as soon as he walks away they do not give a shit they go back to talking they're like anyway pete's like women are bad luck on ships and jim's like no that's a myth because yeah it is a myth but french is like oh no you know it's true, because women have crystals in their bodies, and the crystals attract demons. This sounds like a whole lot of white bullshit nonsense that slave owners used to tell enslaved people to, like, fuck with their minds and shit. But that's just me, in my perspective, in my opinion on the bullshit he be saying. We need more Frenchie's backstory, because we only got a few tiny glimpses of it in episode 5. I need to see more of his backstory and more of his past in season 2. It's not a request, it's a demand. Anyway, Jim's had enough of their bullshit. They're like, look, you guys, that's all bullshit. And also, just keep referring to me as Jim. You know, nothing has to change. I'm still good old Jim. They're like, yeah, okay. Steed is busy giving Ed a tour around the damn ship. Well, his room. My God, that man looks like death. Like, he just got stabbed and hung. And yet, he's giving this man a tour. I'm like, please, please. Gay people are so unserious. Why are you doing this? You look like shit. You need rest. And it's like, oh my god, you got library and like two chandeliers. This is amazing. Like, you're so great. Also, we get to see a little bit of his chest. Ah! That was huge for me. Ah, his chest, it's with the tattoos. It just, it's... I'm sorry, I can't speak. He's showing him the fits and he's like, oh, this summer linen, you know, this and that and that. And it's like, oh, this is yours. And it's like, oh yeah, I'm a clothes horse. I don't know if they meant actual clothes horse or, like, clothes whore, but I guess he meant clothes horse. I wouldn't put it past Steed to actually mean clothes horse. He's a weird fuck. And they hear Izzy calling for him, and Steed's like, oh my gosh, is that Blackbeard? It's like, no, I'm Blackbeard. And the way he turns around and does that little shh, ah, Steed better than me, because I would have died on the spot. I would have died on the spot, right on the spot. He's so fucking sick for that. But, I mean, he gets over it pretty quickly. He's showing him around his room. He's like, oh, these are all my books and this shit. And Ed's like, wow, this is so cool. And she's like, um, I got something for you. I got just the thing for you. You might like this. Shows him a racist caricature of himself. Lloyd, have mercy. He's not too bright. There's not a lot of thought behind those eyes of his. And of course, Ed is pissed seeing this. He's like, what the fuck is this? Is this how they see me, a vampire Viking clown? You know, like 
an exaggeration of who he is. And Steve's like, oh, that's on me. You know, my bad, bro. I didn't mean it like that. And Ed's just ranting to him like he's a fucking therapist. Like, they ain't both mentally ill anyway. He's like, I want more in life. You know, there's so there's no passion in what I do no more. I'm just so fucking sick of it. And Steve still looks like he's in. That man looks like he's in pain. He in pain to just sit down. My God. He's like, oh, you should try retirement, you know? Actually giving good advice. Well, Steve. And of course, Ed, you know, he grew up poor. He don't know what the fuck that is. And Steve's like, retirement is just where you stop working on purpose for fun. You know, you live your life. And <laughs> Ed's like, you've got it all sussed out. I love how similar they are. I love it so much. They basically talk about how they want to switch. You know, they would give anything to live in each other's lives. And... I love the whole bait-and-switch friendship that the writers pull on us. They're like, oh, yeah, you think this is going to be a friendship? And it's gay. You know, the classic, oh, they're from different worlds, but they want to, like, see what the other's world is like, which is always gay, but they make it straight anyways. Anyway, homophobia, crazy. Steve's like, oh, I would give anything to, you know, just be like Blackbeard for a minute. And Ed, genius, tactical genius he is. I love him so much. He's like, hey, you want to do something weird? A.K.A. you want to do something gay, which they do. The minute he stepped out in Steed's fit, I was like, oh, he's unserious. Unserious, because what the fuck are you doing? And then he does that little hand swirly shit. I love him so much. Everyone on deck is looking like, what the fuck is going on? And then he's like, crave the revenge, put your hands together for Blackbeard. And Izzy walks away after he's like, I can't put up with this bullshit right now. And Ed's like, fucking clap. And they all start clapping, they're like, okay. And Steed's pointing at him like, oh, and this is my good pal, Steed. And Ed's like, ah, how do you do? And they're all like, what the fuck is happening? And Ed's laughing like, kiki, kiki, line up, everyone, line up. But they're still not lining up. So he's like, line up, line up now and come greet your captain. So they're like, hi, captain. And he's like, oh, he escaped the jaws of death. You know, come greet him. And Izzy comes back. He's like, I need to talk to you because what the fuck is going on? He gets real nasty. He's like, look, I followed your every whim. Like, it's not his fucking job. And he's like, we lost a lot of people trying to find this ship and getting on that damn Spanish ship. And of course, as is like, you know, they're fucking pirates. It's their job. So I don't know what to tell you. And Izzy's like, I have had to massage the crew and their doubts on you as a captain. And Ed's like, hmm, sounds stressful, Izzy. Because he knows Izzy is bullshitting. Please, massage the crew. You've been talking crazy about him to his face and behind his back. No one takes you seriously. Please. No one. Ed's not dumb, but Izzy keeps treating him like he is and like he doesn't know best for himself. And he keeps treating him like a child. Racist. And Izzy's like, yeah, it was stressful. But you know, I was honored to work for the great Blackbeard that I heard so much about. But now you ain't even the shit no more. You're just an insane, unpleasant shell of a man. Did I laugh? Yes, because it was funny. Now, would I take that level of disrespect? No. Ed's better than me. He flicked that man off. And said, oh, I'm going to find a plan. I'm going to make up a plan where we squeeze by once again. And once we do, I'm going to flick you off and give you my resignation. Nasty for no reason. No reason at all. And Ed's just looking at him like, damn, it's never that deep. Because it's really not. He punches Pete in the stomach. Poor Pete keeps getting hit. And he grabs Steed by the collar and throws him under the ship. He's like, oh, how the fuck are we going to figure this out? You know, come up with a plan. Steve's like, um, that's not really my job. That's the crew's job. And then Ed, looking all hot, leaning up against the stairway. I don't know where that is, but the stair declined down 
under the ship. He's like leaning on it. And he's like, yo, come get your man. This dude's a dick. He's a fucking asshole. And Ed does his little swing down. He's like, well, what's the plan? You know, come up with it. And he's like, me? He's like, yeah, you want to be Blackbeard. This is what it's like. And <laughs> he's like, maybe we could talk to them. And Ed's like, but you don't speak Spanish. He's like, no, but maybe they understand Equisiantral, what does he call it? He calls it Equisiantral Latin or something like that. And Ed's face is just like, man, what the fuck are you talking about? And then they hear Lucius come in and he's still counting down. He's like, ooh, look, I'm counting. But then he sees everything going on. He's like, what the fuck is going on? While still counting. Ed's like, oh, you gotta think, you know, they're almost upon us. And Steve's like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And Lucius is freaking out and Steve's freaking out. And Ed's like, come on, they're all gonna die. It's gonna be your fault. And he's like, this is what being Blackbeard is like. Come on, think, think, think. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And Lucius, <laughs> Lucius screams, time's up. Like, well, deaf it is. But then Pete comes in. He's like, oh my God. Doing the utmost dick writing. He's insane. He's like, wow, I knew you would save us, Blackbeard. You're a genius. And they go outside and it's all foggy. And I was like, this is why you never doubt Captain Blackbeard. He's a genius. All this going on in the background while Ed's looking at Izzy and passing him like, yeah, talking all that shit, I had a plan. And I tried to clue you in on the plan, but you didn't want to listen. You were being a dick. He's saying this with his eyes, by the way. You can tell by the way he's looking at him. And she's like, how did you know this would happen? And Ed's little extra ass hop on, what is that called? A stool? A bar? A little thing in the middle of the ship. And the leg cross he does. I love him so much. He talks about how he knew from the shape of the clouds and how they made him realize that there was going to be fogginess in the air so they could hide amongst the fog and go unnoticed by the Spanish. And Izzy's like, damn it, I should have known. And Ed's like, yeah, you should have. And they're like, oh, but, you know, it'll hit us. But he's like, nah, we're in the fog and it's September the 2nd, so they'll never hit us. It's a full moon. But then Izzy, fun sponge, always got to be a hater. He's like, it's September the 1st. And I love Ed. He's like, dick fuck. No, it's not. <laughs> and Lucius is like, no, yeah, he's right. It's September the 1st. The second is tomorrow. And Ed, he says, it's a leap year. By the way, it's not a leap year. This show just be saying shit and writing shit. Historical inaccuracy. They don't give a fuck. And Ed gets all sad like, damn, I fucked up. All right, we gonna die. So peace, everyone. Y'all might want to drink or like jump and swim away if you can. And everyone's like, damn, that's so crazy. I thought we were really going to make it, you know, survive. And Lucius is like, oh, I didn't even get to see the world. And Frenchie, once again, saying the weirdest shit you've ever heard. He's like, oh, you know, the world's just rocky and flat and rocky and flat, which they did believe then. I don't know when they discovered that it wasn't rocky and flat. I cannot remember when that was. I don't care because this isn't an information show about science and shit. So, oh, well. But Steed follows Ed to his room to cheer him up. And Ed is in there drinking him and Steed. And Ed's like, damn, I thought I could go out in a cooler way, you know? And then he sees the picture of the lighthouse after Steed's like, oh, I should have been a lighthouse to my family. And Ed's like, well, actually, you know, you're supposed to steer clear of lighthouses. Steed's like, damn, I never thought about that. And at the same time, they're like, we need to be a lighthouse. And in comes the iconic scene of them becoming a lighthouse. And that score of the lighthouse which is by the way my intro and outro amazing amazing cultural reset people died it was amazing they're setting up to be a lighthouse you know ed pass steed the alcohol to drink and then spit into the lamp so then it'll do the fire and that light will show on the mirror that they got swinging back and forth 
and then Wee John makes a loud noise to sound like a lighthouse and they trick the Spanish wow amazing we won and like we did it fuck yeah we did it and Ed and Steed hug my heart grew three sizes that day like some real grin shit it was amazing changed my life it is now morning and Jim's like damn you know everyone's being weird and shit you think I can go back to being mute to Oluwande and Oluwande is just like smiling I love them so much what a great secondary couple like who's doing it like them they're adorable Ed has his shoulder on Steed he's sleeping next to him I love them so much and we hear for the second time their theme song playing in the background I love that theme song with this so much it's so angelic and like wow my heart I feel it and Steed wakes Ed up he's like oh I got us some marmalade to eat with bread and it's like oh my god that's so fucking good Steed's like oh I had to get rid of gunpowder that man don't think he's like but I think it was a good sacrifice no it wasn't you don't be doing the thinking he's very much style over substance derogatory but also not derogatory and ed's just looking at him like wow this dude is fucking crazy i love him so much i need to know more about this man immediately his taste is not good at all which we will soon come to find out is so true later on but right now we're on episode four and he tells him yo i'm loving this right now even though i've only known you for a day let's spend more time together and get to know more about each other and teach each other the ways of our lives and she's like oh my god that's so cool. Yeah, let's do that. And of course, they're the ruin the fun, even though he's not even right there next to them. Down at the bottom being a little bitch. It's Izzy preparing to leave. And it's like, well, I got to go take care of this. He don't even sound like he want to, but he's got to. And Izzy apologizes. I wouldn't accept the apology, but he does. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have called you a twat or insane. You know, you still got it. And it's like, no, nah, you were right. You know. But I'm thinking of retiring. Izzy tells him, well, that's not really for people in our occupation. You know, the only retirement we get is death. And Ed's like, I'm ahead of you. I'm going to fake my death and take Steed's clothes and burn his face in a way where they think it's Blackbeard because he's wearing my clothes and I'll take Steed's place. This man is a genius, but damn, this caught me by surprise. The first time I watched him, I'm like, oh shit, that took a sharp turn. That is not where I thought this was going. Mm, he's like, oh, don't leave because, you know, the crew will need someone. He's like, oh my god, that's me. Wow, amazing. You know, you still got it. Edward, you're amazing. You're a great tactician. And Ed's like, yeah, I know. And he's smiling at him. But then when he turns around, frowny face. Tekken is that at me, okay? Because he's been acting down since episode three? I would say episode three. You say, oh, but Courtney, we didn't even see him that much in episode three. Nobody was still acting down. Episode four? Yeah, some of his best work. And it only gets better. Like, he's so sick. How are you outdoing yourself? Anyway, his sad face at the end where he's like, he don't want to be doing shit. Like, he really doesn't want to be doing this anymore. And you can tell he's really telling the truth about wanting to retire. He doesn't want to kill Steed, but, you know, if he has to, to retire, he will. And that sad-ass song they play at the end, amazing. I know the name. I gotta check my likes though because I know I liked it before. It's an amazing song. No one tell me because I know what it is. It's amazing. That song really showcases Ed's struggle that he's going through right now. And wow, we get to see a lot of depth to him. Like yeah, he may seem happy-go-lucky and like genius tactician, but he really just wants to quit. Like this is draining for him. It makes him want to die. Which we will touch on more later on in the episodes. This is an amazing episode. Definitely top five in my book. I would say top five in everyone's book as it should be. 
Because if it's not top five in your book, I'm side-eyeing you. Like, what is top five if not this? Anyway, that episode was amazing. Thank you for tuning in. Please tune in next time where I talk about the next episode, The Best Revenge is Dressing Well. Follow me on my Twitter, which should be linked above or below, depending on where you're listening to. And goodbye.